0: This episode of the Mayfair Theater Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com/slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com/slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Welcome, everybody, to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast, brought to you by House of Targ and Audible. (laughs) Audible Audible.com, where you can get a free audiobook download. There's a link on our Twitter. Oh, no, there's a link
1: on our website. Everywhere. Everywhere online. In the newsletter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's easy to find. My name is Andrew. I am Mel. And this is Josh. And this is episode 31, 31, I
2: think.
1: Man. I'm glad you guys are keeping track. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, we're back after a, a two-week hiatus for us. We had a, a filler episode that we recorded before Mel <laughs> left on her...
1: Bottle episode? Bottle episode. <laughs> we
2: did a bottle episode, um, where I thought it was pretty cool. We just ended up... I had all these bright ideas of, like, stuff to instigate movie talk, but we just ended up rambling on and saying, you guys can go online and see what movies we have next <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably do that every so often whenever one of us is out of Taking town time or, Yeah. yeah. And Mel was out east on a East Coast adventure.
1: Yeah, I was picking out all of the sea glass and periwinkles. <laughs> that was basically my my job for a week.
2: So we were, as I, I think it's funny. Like I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I think this always happens on a podcast where friends do a podcast together and then say, "Stop talking about interesting things when we don't have a microphone in front of our face." Ah, yeah. So we were just chatting about the the
0: pet peeve of finding. <laughs> Booze bottles,
1: or <laughs> mm. cans, cans, or what have you.
0: Finding like a, a nice liquor collection the and yeah. leftovers,
1: people's like booze garbage.
0: And so the the the
2: logistics of what folks I'm sure must understand because we live in a world where booze is legal, but you know you can't crack it open at a McDonald's or on an O.C. transport bus or you know picking up your kid Insurance. from daycare. Yeah. <laughs> So I found, I said I found a, a wine bottle the other day, and, and I don't know, I could just pick, I, was this person either just drinking it like a Coke bottle? Well, I <laughs> mean, like,
1: we've had situations where, like, uh, I've seen Nick, you know, do the do the security check on Halloween for Rocky Horror say yeah. which is like a special event, and people are coming intoxicated. We sort of expect that, yes. but it's like, please don't bring alcohol inside. Yeah. So he checks their bags and stuff like that. And this girl, I don't know where she had this water <laughs> bottle, but it fell on the ground, and she tried to sort of like cover it up with her skirt, uh-huh. <laughs> really awkwardly. Like,
0: it's awesome.
1: You just really want to bring the booze in that much?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I was that. There was one time. I don't know if this was the same year or no. I, I think because Christy was working in. I don't I've, know. If, I've
1: heard it. If this has happened twice. I yeah. don't think
0: you were working here yet. Um, teenage girls came in, showed their ticket, and then a a bottle of, like, peach schnapps just, like, crashed onto the floor. Oh, my my God. God. And broke? Yeah, and broke. Oh, man. And, of course, it's peach schnapps, you know, the typical (laughs) teenage girl drink. Yeah. There was one... It just stinks. Like,
1: like,
2: uh, Halloween ages ago, probably, like, five or six years ago, and it was nuts. Like, Nick must have pulled... I think it was, like, two or three recycle bins... Filled with booze, and he was just taking away a bottle, taking away a can, taking away a bottle, and there was one, and it was just like a homemade bottle with some kind of purple stuff in it. And I was like, I don't even want to touch I that. Like, I don't, I might get something it's on like my some hands. Yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: yeah get something on my hands. Bathtub and, and wine. Start having like flashbacks or something. But <laughs> well, last night we had our final screening of Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary. Yeah. And uh, a lot of a lot of young folks showed up. Every screening's been doing well. Be great, yeah. And uh, at the end of the night, when I go in to collect popcorn, hopefully just popcorn yeah. bags <laughs> and cups. We
1: do a quick cleanup. Yeah. Uh, at the end I of the found
0: end. like two cans of empty cans of Shock Top, an empty can of Cronenberg uh, beer. See, now I'm doing product yes, placement. Yeah. But I mean, literally, <laughs> do, you
1: can point out exactly what you
0: found. And uh, a quarter full Mickey of vodka. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is garbage. I'm not, you know, this isn't lost and found. We're not keeping your leftovers. We don't want them. I'm going to pour it down the sink. And the group of girls who came and brought this stuff were still hanging out in the lobby. And one of them starts rooting through our little recycling bin. I'm like, I wonder where it is. I can't (laughs) find it. Classy. And then she's like, she actually comes up to me and asks, (laughs) did you see a bottle of vodka anywhere? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I threw it away. You know, like, get it. <laughs> and, and like... You weren't supposed to bring it in. It's all garbage. all the
2: movies we've screened in recent memory, yeah. to not drink beer at or booze at is the one about the... The, 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 the addict who died. The, the genius troubled soul who was a bulimic and an alcoholic and died at the age of 27. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let's show some support and not drink beer while watching this heartbreaking documentary. Yeah. You know... Like, you expected Drown it. Drown
1: your sorrows afterwards. Yeah, God. yeah.
2: Go to Quinn's afterwards, have a beer. Go to Targ, have a beer. <laughs> Don't see it dinner. And it's, And it's the same. I love, I, I take kind of evil pleasure in, yeah. I, I always sit front row center in our, in our little mini balcony. And sometimes, and it's always funny, because like, they'll be waiting for that explosion or that 20th century Fox drum roll, and you'll hear, of the can opening. And even if it's just a can of Coke, I take it on myself of, you know, I don't grab a spotlight and start, like, shaking people in the aisles or anything. But if they're near enough that I kind of catch
0: them out of a quarter of my eye... Was you're cou- not
1: supposed to bring in outside food or drink. Yeah. It's a little rude. And
0: there was a couple oh, people were doing that last night too. I was finding like fruit cups and all sorts of weird yeah. stuff. I found Chips. a hungry man
1: dinner one time. What? That's my they, favorite. They peeled yeah. off. The, I don't understand because either you're cooking it beforehand and just like letting it sit for a while yeah. or you're eating it frozen because I'm not going to offer this you like, a microwave. Was
0: this like a rental where like people from a trailer park no. came no, in? No, no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it might have been. Uh, but I uh, know I think it was you know just a normal movie we were playing. But they had peeled off the thingy and just like stuck it onto the floor. He like, was
0: a hungry man. <laughs> well, and it's like what what kind was it? Is, yeah. Was it the fried chicken? Kind, no,
1: it was the. Did it have the little brown gravy? In it? Kind. it was like I thought. The very steak. They ate the whole thing.
2: Yeah, and then and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if you're gonna sneak in food, okay, we don't like but it. Not really, but but clean up after yourself. At least that, At least yeah. do that. At least have the respect to say. We're not going to buy your popcorn, but I'll clean up after myself. And because that's the biggest pet peeve is that, you know, I think if cinema has been around for over a hundred years, for over a hundred years, people have been sneaking in food. And, you know, at least you bought a ticket, maybe whatever. But, yeah, don't open up that can and then just leave it there.
1: Don't stick your gravy to the floor so that I have to scrape it off. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, I picture it like, People getting, like, pizza deliveries or something. Well, <laughs> like, I'm... I'm in, well, if I've co- found pizza boxes. I'm in aisle four. Come in and come out in the yeah. front. And it's like... But, like, I'll... There was once, and this was a while ago, our our, our, our beloved long-lost projectionist, Matthew, oh. who is now on he's the... Alive, he's can. alive. He's alive. He's yeah. alive. He just left us. But he's uh, he's going to be, like, a park ranger. He, he got a gig somewhere. He's out east. He's out east being a park ranger. He's in the fires? Yeah, he's going to, like fight bears and, and you know, as far as i understand every time i text them With I'm like beer,
1: they yeah. we just keep the bears at bay
2: every time i text them i'm like did you see a sasquatch yet did you? he's
1: but, t- turning into one probably
2: oh guys probably <laughs> i just picture him really a manly one. you know clad, <laughs> big beard G- ginger
1: grizzly i
2: hope he listens to this so he's really embarrassed um but we were sitting here and our and our, our two of our best customers brad and ann were sitting in their love seat yeah uh, And I kind of wasn't paying attention. I don't remember the movie. I was watching the movie, and I get pretty zoned out watching the movie. And Matthew was sitting up by the couch by the projection booth watching the movie.
1: Which is his spot. He had a a spot.
2: Brad stands up and walks over to me. And I think he might gonna be saying something like, Oh, it's a bit cold, or or, is it too loud, or something like that. And he goes, I think someone's smoking in here. And as soon as he says it, my 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 nose turns on, and I go, Oh my god, I can smell it too. Was right it on cue! No, no, no! Yeah, Matthew <laughs> smoking a big cigar and laughing like <laughs> Robert, Robert De Niro and Cape fear. fear. Yeah, He's <laughs> <laughs> screening a problem God. child. Yeah, just laughing maniacally. Um, but right on cue, a guy kind of stumbles up the stairs from the candy bar, like holding a bunch of candy or a Coke or something, and goes and sits down uh, uh, top, like left hand corner if you're facing the screen. So I kind of see him, and then I see matches go like. Tsh- and and a, a cigarette, like whatever you call the end of a cigarette, get lit up. Like a
1: butt? Maybe y- he was yeah. smoking a joint.
2: No, no, no. So I get up. And, I, and and at this point, Matthew, I've gone over and told Matthew, I, I think someone's smoking in here. And Matthew and I are far from imposing. <laughs> Matthew is probably on,
0: on, on the... I've imp- seen you be imposing, though. I, I yeah. could do it. I could pretend. You can, you can do it. But you, Matthew and I, we're, we're just we're just two helpless vegan movie geeks. We don't know what we're doing <laughs> in the big world, <laughs> in the Lee big and city. Lee and are
2: like <laughs> yeah. the scariest ones here. Yeah. So... He, I tell him it's someone's scary. smoking in here, and he sees me go over to confront this guy, and he's, he's ready to come help me. On the you know We're not New York City in the 70s, but on the off chance that the guy shoves me or pulls a yeah. knife or something, on the one in a million chance. You know.
1: It's good to have backup.
2: So I go over to the guy, and he's sitting there. He's got like three beer bottles at his feet oh and, my God. And, and like uh, one cigarette butt, and he's let to do him. And he is loaded. Like, he is super drunk. Like, he's probably had 10 beers before he came here for his three beers. Oh, and, and I was just kind of flabbergasted. And I, and, I, and I go, whispered voice. And I go, sir, you can't smoke in here. And he goes, oh. And he's very nice drunk, luckily. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, where, where I'm from, you can smoke in theaters. And I couldn't help. It just came out of my mouth. I'm like, where are you from? You can't smoke anywhere anymore. And then I looked down. And, and I go, are those beer bottles? And he goes,
0: oh, yeah, sorry. I'm like, Where I come from. Yeah, yeah. and
2: I'm like, you can't drink in here. And he goes, oh, what should I do? I'm like, well, leave? go throw those out. And if you want to smoke a drink, you have to leave. And he was he was so sad and apologetic, he almost made me feel bad because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Canadian. And he goes, he goes oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll leave. I didn't mean to cause any trouble. I just wanted to watch the film and enjoy myself. I'm very sorry. I didn't understand. And he, he left. And whoever was on Candy Bar that night said he bought like $25 in candy. Oh, man. And he was just coming back
0: every like 10 minutes. So the I guess.
1: Drunk munchies. Drunk munchies, oh, I guess. He was,
0: he was British, too. He was like, uh, oh, yeah. Apologize, yeah, I <laughs> uh, Where but I'm from, we drink beer and smoke. And... It
1: was the
2: weirdest thing. But it's just like, I was. Wow. But like, I, I don't even know when it was last legal in. Canada or North America to smoke in a theater like what well this? I think you used to be able to
0: smoke in this theater like yeah. In the 70s. yeah like
2: seventies like sure. yeah because my dad would tell me stories of going into the movies in like whatever the seventies and, and he said if he sat up in a balcony like the Mayfair you would look down and and everybody smoked back then. It was like you know, so the, the, the room is like, blue. Like the, the, the Flintstones were on TV telling you to smoke, and doctors were telling pregnant ladies to have a smoke to relax at the end of the day. Yeah, camels were getting kids to smoke. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 It was a crazy yeah. world. But he said, like, one, the good news is theaters were all packed back then. So on an average like Thursday night, there would have been like 250 people in here, and whatever our capacity is on the lower tier, like 200 plus or 190. something, 190, there would be like 140 people Actually, smoking. Plus
1: 64 plus 64. Most of our yeah seating is at the front and he said you anyway. just see
2: it you just see plumes of smoke all going and he smoked back then as well you know and and he said and instead of the the coke cup holders those were ashtrays." i'm like what a world does... and it just seems like an alternate universe and and it's like that's the one thing i point at is when people say like you know whatever like like the world's still a horrible place but you know we are making small strides with like recycling and helping animals and 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 no smoking and and safer with kids you know yeah. all that kind of stuff but we have changed because we once lived in a world where all three of us would have been smoking cigarettes right now <laughs> while we were yeah, recording. Yeah, there this. were a lot
1: more theater fires back then too. Oh my God! Well, that few com- of them happened in Ottawa, actually. Mm-hmm.
2: That combined with like film prints bursting into yeah. flames all the time. Yeah, yeah. nitrate prints. That's just not a- the entire
1: thing. Is like being in the movie business sounds pretty suicidal back then.
2: I just picture a projectionist <laughs> in like 1973 with like a like a newspaper boy hat. <laughs> yeah, like smoking a cigarette while like switching Lighting over it the off film of the Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's like not not like but now we've now like and I'm I've never been a smoker. I, I was like when I was in high school, every damn one of my friends smoked and I remember uh, I went to Canterbury High School here in town and at lunch hour there'd be hundreds of kids outside in smoking. smoking. Circle. yeah and I look back on that I'm like that couldn't have been a lot le- and then I was like, where did you guys even get cigarettes yeah. and my friend said it was just easier back then because now, like as far as I understand it, if a fifteen-year-old tries to buy cigarettes and gets caught, like the the all hell the max milk that sold it to him is closed is forever. Closed, yeah, like it, it's a ba- but back then he said you would just kind of do it and the guys would look the other way, kind of thing. Yeah. But now even it, when
1: we were in high school, there were yeah. like certain stores that like word passed around like you can go there and and yeah. they sell you cigarettes.
2: I remember and this is crazy it makes makes my mom sound bad, but I, I remember going to the corner store and getting like some stuff and then saying. May I, and I guess I looked innocent enough, Where I was like, may I buy a pack
0: of blah, blah, blah for my mom and getting away with that? That's yeah, like wow. that scene in Boyhood. Where yeah. <laughs> the dad's like drunk and hungover <laughs> waiting in the car and he like yeah. writes, he like scribbles his name on a chagger, Go get me yeah. a, a bottle of vodka. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I know
2: your dad. Yeah. Because now I think, I'm not sure what the rule is in Canada and the States, because our ratings are always a tiny bit different, but if, if you have just somebody smoking
0: I'm pretty sure that's an int- instant AA or PG thirteen. Like I think movies will get oh. I think like uh, for example the imitation game got rated PG for like they called it historical smoking.
1: Wow. Okay, that's why it's rated
0: PG in the States. Like yeah. something like war violence and historical smoking, whatever that means. Yeah. Meaning You can get away in it the context it. of the time they did a lot of smoking. Well, see, that's what... It's a political correctness thing now. As it's like as a, smoking is sort of yeah, like more poo-pooed now than it ever was. As a non-smoker, I appreciate all that. But as someone who appreciates
2: fiction, uh, Marvel Comics, and man, time flies by, but about 10 years ago, the editor of Marvel Comics kind of put down his foot and said, cigarettes and cigars do not exist in Marvel Comics anymore. They just don't exist. Yeah. Because at a time, like The Thing, Nick Fury, Wolverine... J. Jonah Jameson, all smoked smoke mm-hmm. cigars. So they didn't even do like a, a plot. They just got rid of it. Whereas in DC Comics, they did a very good storyline where I don't know if it's cancer, but it was like Commissioner Gordon got sick because he's, he's, he smoked a lot yeah. and sick enough to be like in a hospital or on a respirator kind of thing. And so that was there. I, I appreciate that more of kind of saying, this is a world with cigarettes. Look what happened to somebody who smokes. Yeah. Because I would rather have, you know, Professor X or Jean Grey scold Wolverine and say you're a teacher and these kids look up to you cuz now you have these these Wolverine or Captain America World War II stories and nobody smokes. And yeah, that, that I think it's that
1: makes no sense. I think it's that better to have sense. that
2: and then just have some character have 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 some character pointed out, you yeah. know, have have Sue Storm on Fantastic 4 be like that's bad, you know, or have, have have the Franklin Richards the 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 Fantastic Four's kid say Uncle Ben, I don't like it that you smoke. But just you to get rid really of it. You really
1: have to, like, yeah, you don't even really have to point it out that much. Because even yeah. I'm a smoker, and, yeah. you know, well, in if my it fits everyday the character, life, it's just like, you quit a, smoking. If just just the character's like, a yeah.
0: smoker, you yeah. know, that's fine. It, but I find you don't see a lot of smoking in movies anymore because no. it's, you know.
1: No, but you, like, in daily life, you'll always have somebody who will say, you know, you should yeah. quit smoking. Just like somebody will say, don't pick at that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's. If you have a character that smokes, I think it's only realistic to highlight it in that way.
0: Well, now it's gone so far now uh, that during the end credits of the film, they have to put a disclaimer saying this film did not receive yeah. remuneration for any tobacco products or whatever. Yeah, because and man, like Well, rate? that's
1: like product placement for a cigarette. If you accept money for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you can't do that. You can't advertise for cigarettes. Yeah. At least not in Canada. No,
2: in, like that. If if I I've I <clears> joked about like if you ever like wake up, uh, uh, you know, if you've ever been kidnapped and you wake up and you run outside a house and you don't know where you are and you see a cigarette ad, at least you know you're in the States, you know?
1: Because yeah, like, yeah. I, or like I, in a third world country. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> every time I go down to the States, uh, one, way more billboards, just generally. Like if, if if Ottawa was in the States, Bank Street would have, or the Queensway would have oh just God, billboards all over. But you go down to the States and you see like Marlboro country ads, yeah. camel ads, just all over the place and that's such a different and, I, I, and if I remember correctly I believe even like magazines like they had to start doing like entertainment week of their rolling stone had to end up doing different printings because the states allowed cigarette ads and mm-hmm. Canada doesn't so they have to
1: which probably also includes like photos of celebrities smoking on the cover kind of thing. I think
2: so yeah like theoretically if it's like Johnny Depp on the cover of a rolling stone smoking a cigarette do they have to Get one of him not smoking a cigarette to,
0: to be sold on a newsstand. <laughs> He's Probably. just sitting there Can, like, yeah. can you holding, get a photo of
1: Johnny Depp not smoking? No,
0: no, I don't think so. Holding his fingers open for no reason? Yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ratings are funny because I I was a kid, very young kid, but
2: I was a kid during the the birth of, like, when, <clears throat> when, when my mom was a kid, there was no ratings. And my mom has stories of people were just crazy and she'd go to Double Bills and it would be like, Bambi and Village of the Damned. You know. I was going
1: to say, my dad worked in a movie theater that would do double bills. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Disney movies and B horror movies.
2: Yeah, and it would just be the equivalent of like the Mayfair, the Golden Age of the Mayfair, pre now was like eighty nine to ninety four when I was in high school, um, and it was all the like that's where I first saw Monty Python and David Lynch and Alfred Hitchcock. But in the era after that and before we took over, the double bills just became whatever was whatever. available. Like, so it would be a random romantic Harry comedy, and yeah, then and an Adam Sandler movie. Adam's, yeah. yeah. And that's what it was back in the day. But when I was a kid, um, stuff like Gremlins and Temple of Doom started coming out, and they were like, "Well, it's not restricted, but it's too scary to be PG." And so these like middle ground ratings started, um, and now. The the ratings are hilarious. If, if you're watching an ad on on YouTube, or even sometimes here, you'll see like it, it tagged onto the front of the trailer. You'll see at the Mayfair, and sometimes it'll just be like slight, moderate ninja gore violence, or like <laughs> yeah. or like two thirds smoking cigar enjoyment. Like it's, it's just yeah.
1: quarter frontal nudity, yeah, like,
2: like teens like, drinking and like, side like boob, partial <laughs> racism. Like it's just, they're like,
1: like,
2: like, what are these ratings? But I I've never done it, but I, I'm sure on their website they probably just have a list. And they go through, and it's like there's so much criteria now. Yeah, and I think before it was pretty general. Like I think before it was like, okay, Fantasia, that's a family film. Okay, Star Wars, well, it has a bit of laser guns in it, but that's PG. And then uh, some, you know, like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's restricted. There we go, that's it. Like I think they were kind of, and then porn, that's X. Like that was the kind of four ratings. But now, like, but now still, you'll see stuff where you're like why did that get it? And sometimes it'll be, and the, the age old complaint that like a gory film will get restricted. And then some film that just might have like some nudity or nothing, even like crazy or offensive will get restricted as well. And you're like, wow, really?
1: Like, why did that? Where's the line?
0: Yeah. It's really fine. I like find
1: that if, if uh,
0: this is true in Canada, but mostly in the U S that if a movie's mostly heavy on the sex, it'll get, yeah, you know, an R rating, but the violence isn't as much of a worry for them. No, so I something if like the That's like
1: tribe. a relic of. Um, there were like religious ratings at one point in time, right? Yeah, like the church was the one to write movies and decide what. Yeah, was Yeah, like like, like
0: a, well, a movie like Lolita would come out, in the Catholic Church, some like League of Decency or something, they'd flip out over a movie yeah. like Lolita, something that was very sexual.
2: Are there some older? I was watching some older like Hitchcock films. There was even something we screened here a while back. And it had this cool British kind of stamp on it before.
0: Mm-hmm, and the it, British Board of Censors. And it was
2: something. like signed by like, fake signed by like the Queen and, and, and somebody. And it basically said like, we approve of this film. But that would have to be like a real like middle of the road, non-offensive kind of, you know, sense and sensibility period piece kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then they were notorious for some movies, really famous films. Like, wasn't it wasn't like Clockwork Orange wasn't released. Yeah, movies for, like, like that
0: and, and The Devils. And yeah. They had the whole, in, in the UK, they, they had the whole video nasties thing. All the, all the gore horror films and horror films became really more violent. Yeah. There were all those videos that were classified as video nasties and they'd be outright banned. Movies like Texas Chainsaw. and
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know, Herschel Gordon Lewis movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, it, it's tough because it, it, it's it's...
2: There's a, a good documentary about it where it's not, you know, like, I always say, like, there are some film critics I like, but I disagree with them a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was just reading a, a, a one of Roger Ebert's These Are Movies I Hate books. Yeah. And there was, like, two or three where I was like, oh, I like that movie. And then, on the other side, Roger loved, or maybe not loved, but he gave approving reviews of both Tomb Raider films Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're crazy, you Roger. Because Roger likes the ladies. He <laughs> loves
0: he had a I I believe he had a thing for Angelina Jolie. Like yeah. he, you know, not but you know it's yeah. not crazy, but I think there'd be some Angelina Jolie movie about her being naked. I mean he'd yeah. be like, he'd give it like a three-star review and say, eh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it's like when when coming up with
1: boob bias? I think so. Well he he he, <laughs> he,
2: he, he, he was big on the whole like um like, drive-in <laughs> cult, you know, kind of... Well, he wrote. Um, he loved... Yeah, he liked... He loved the shapely ladies, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And... Uh, but it's all... You will get... I love that. You'll get five or ten people randomly watch a movie, say, say something that we know is going to be restricted, like Saw or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But then... Five or ten other people might watch, like, Hunger Games or might watch something that would offend them because it has a couple swear words in it. And there's no – it's all opinion. It's all its all subjective. Yeah. So it's really weird because, like, a religious person might be in there and watch something religious and get offended by that. Or somebody who doesn't, like – say, even a movie like, like – like a, a, just a stand-up comedy documentary that has lots of swearing but is otherwise mm-hmm. fine. They might get offended by that. So it's really – Ratings are so weird of, of like I remember the one I always remember is Army of Darkness was, was R rated here in Canada. And you watch that and you're like,
1: it looks like a why? Movie. where yeah. do you get off?
2: There's even like the monsters are pretty pretty, you know, not like they're they're guys in makeup. Yeah. Uh, it's goofy, and you compare it to some other, like, PG-14 movies, like, even some of, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and you're like, it's
0: not as scary as those, but that was just luck of the draw. Somebody gave them an R, and they were like, yeah, okay. But today, I mean, that was 93. I yeah. Mean, if that movie went through whoever is, makes up the ratings board today, they'd probably give it a 14A or something. Yeah. So it just depends on the time and who's doing the rating. And,
2: and it's like anytime nerds online complain about... Um, get really angry that a horror movie's coming out that's not rated
0: R, they'll, they'll be like, oh, this, this new... R, yeah, the new Die Hard movie's not, not rated, rated R, R so I'm like, it's not hardcore enough or whatever. I'm like, but
2: that's just because we're we're not as hard with our restrictions anymore. So you watch a movie that's PG-14 in 2015 or AA in 2015, it would have been R back in 1978 or whatever. So it's always like, are you watching even... I, the one I always remember is, is Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. Got a lot of bad press from from the nerds being like, it's only AA, It's not restricted. Uh-huh. And then I went to see it, and we had it here. And there was it. It could have been written better. There was like some some young tough teenagers sitting in front of me, and they're all like, "Oh, this movie's not gonna be scary." And it was a very old school scary, like a phone ringing or pots falling down. And and the guy, I swear, went to his friends and went like, "I'm getting out of here," and he left because he was too scared.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: it's like,
0: like, uh-huh. yeah, just because it's not rated R doesn't mean it can't be terrifying. Well, yeah. it's it's that problem where people. Is, equate like gore and heavy violence with you know yeah. with something being frightening or you watch which like is not usually which is I not the case I
1: um, don't like I like gory movies mm-hmm. but I don't find them scary it's like a yeah. different thing it's just like I'm recoiling because this is gross and I would never want to see this happen in real life yeah um it's not a fun whereas kind of like scared. if it's like psychological horror then I'm yeah. actually probably pooping my pants and yeah mm-hmm. you know
2: yeah like Baba Duke.
1: But if you're getting offended, if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, laughing your ass off, if you're scared, then the movie is accomplishing, you know, like, I don't know why you would give something a bad review. If you're pissed off about it and it's a subject matter that might piss you off, then it did its job, right? Mm -hmm. Like, reviews are so strange and how much people, like, pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes so much.
2: Well, and it's like, like, (laughs) I'm guilty of it because I need
0: something to put on... Twitter oh, yeah, or for Facebook, sure. right you thing, know. But so, I'd rather so, just
1: watch the trailer
0: But people with? people pay more attention to the percentage than yeah. the what actual reviews. Like, oh well, it got six it got eighty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but like you gotta read the ind- individual reviews. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's not and, and then there's they're this, not all created equal.
2: There's it's stuff true. where it's like, you know, and, and the go-to example is Siskel and Ebert. There were movies that Siskel will give thumbs down to and Ebert will give thumbs up to. Mm-hmm. So that means these two guys who are like the two most powerful critics in the world disagreed. So which one is right? You yeah. know, like and that's like anytime there's an award show, the, the especially here, the Oscars are fun and, it's and so fun. you know, like, and and there can be some fun sketches or a good musical number, you know, like at the last Oscars when there was the 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 Selma number was great and the Lego mm-hmm. number was yeah. great and there were some funny <clears throat> jokes and some stuff like that. But they mean something to the studio because an Oscar can equal more box office dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an Oscar nomination can equal more box office dollars. But it doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of, of cinema history. You
1: might like it or you might not either way.
2: Yeah, because the one I always remember is that Crash was up against Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, right now, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was five the five nominees that year... Four of them I thought were great movies, and I hadn't seen Crash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, maybe this is a rare year where I think it's five great nominees. And I saw Crash on, like, DVD after the fact and, and very strongly disliked
0: it. And, mm. and I
2: was just like, man, you gay cowboys were robbed because, like, that yeah. should have won the year. I
0: liked Crash, but I think in retrospect probably wasn't that good. I don't think it should have won I still won best think pitch.
1: about Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, Brokeback yes.
0: Mountain was a much better movie. But like, it's like this year with Boyhood and Birdman. It's yeah. like yeah. Birdman won, but Boyhood's going to endure. Yeah. Birdman is like, you know, it won Oscars because it's all about acting and the glory of actors. Or there, there's like some great movie, and this is all just my opinion, right? But there's great movies that
2: didn't get anywhere any near kind of award consideration. Well, there's
1: amazing movies who will never, ever make it to the Oscars. Yeah,
2: and and it's, like, the, the one for me is that I knew would never get Oscars, but it's because of its genre. But, like, Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies of all time. But then kind of more, like, movies like really famous films, like uh, uh, Fight Club or Fantasia or Psycho, you know, they didn't get any Oscars, yeah. or you know. And, and so it's, like, but does that mean they're – Bad? Or or when like awards disagree with each other because it's like it's famously often something will win at the Golden Globes but then not even like be nominated or win at the Oscars and you're like whoa but if you're both supposed to be respected awards things shouldn't like shouldn't if movies are objective and not subjective shouldn't every critic and award show agree with each other <laughs> like all the time but they don't Maybe. you know so it's like and I can look at a film and be objective in saying. That had good cinematography. Um, like say like Moulin Rouge, where I could be like, wow, that had great costumes and songs and nice cinematography. I just didn't like it.
1: Yeah, part of part of a big part of working here, I find, is there's a lot of people who will come through the box office and be like, Have you seen it? Yeah. And it's like often I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen bits and pieces. Usually that sort of gives me a good idea of whether or not I'm gonna sit down and watch it yeah. in full. Um, you know, but it's like sometimes I really don't like a, a thing that we're playing, yeah. or that I've seen, um, you know. And then somebody's like, "Well, did you like it? Did you, did you, did you see it? Did you like it?" And it's like, hmm.
2: "Yeah."
1: I'm not gonna tell you point blank. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. Yeah. But you know, I'll I'll point out the things that I thought were interesting about it <clears throat> enough to like make you feel okay about the fact that yeah. you're coming to see it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I don't want you, your opinion might be different than mine. You might love it, oh, even yeah. though I hate it.
2: Well, and, and I always give kind of the, the, the James Cameron example of the guy who has directed the two most successful financial films of all time, and I didn't like those two films. Yeah. I like his films The Abyss and True Lies and Terminator. I really didn't like Titanic or Avatar. Yeah. A lot of other people did. But then if, if you're like,
1: I hate Titanic, you can be like, Propeller Man was the best part of that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and walk away. You yeah. know, everybody's going to agree with that.
2: Yeah. As I was like, or like, and I know there's films that I love. Like, I loved, what did I love? Like, I loved Rubber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rubber, rubber is not is for everybody. No. I, I couldn't go to, like, like back in the day, if we were going to go to my grandparents and something on PBS, you know, and we tune on, like... Like an old, like you know, Wizard of Oz or something. I wouldn't go, "Hey, Grandma and Grandpa, let's watch yeah, Rubber." Yeah. It's about a murderous tire, and it breaks <laughs> like, reality sometimes. They'd be like you know? shaking their heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard
0: to share the things you love with the people you love because yeah. often it's like they're not gonna get it. Yeah, and it, then it's like it's hard to watch it with them because you're kind of looking over to see if they approve and yeah often well, they look they're like i don't get this
2: a podcast that i really love called uh judge john hodgman which <laughs> with uh, uh john hodgman who who you know from the old pc mac ads and the daily show and the daily show and at midnight and he's a really genius comedian uh so he does judge john judge john hodgman in which people send in joking complaints like you know my 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 husband doesn't do the dishes, or my wife won't go see hockey games with me, or whatever. And one of his his long-standing rulings is that you can't force someone you love to love something that you love. No. Because, and you just have to accept that, and you have to be like, you know, if my wife doesn't want to go to a hockey game with me, that's okay. She can go do something else, and I'll go with my brother. If I don't want to go see this concert with her, that's okay. And it's really the same with film, because you can't Force somebody to love something because, um, like, Gwen loves Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I don't hate either of those. I've watched those and thought they're okay, but I don't love them. Like, I I, I couldn't name many characters with a gun to my head of either <laughs> franchise, you know. Um, but vice versa, like, I love which one was it? It was it was They Live or Big Trouble in Little China, one of those John Carpenter movies. She did not like, and but that's because we nobody. If we all liked the same thing, it would be horrible. Like, it would just be... Mm-hmm. There'd be no diversity on this planet, you know?
1: Do you want to watch this? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> all the time.
2: <laughs> but it's good because that allows a couple to do stuff when the other one isn't around.
1: Yeah. so when pretty important. John.
2: When
0: I'm not around, she can catch up on the horrible cop shows that she likes. <laughs> I, though yes. I hate when couples pretend to agree with each other because they don't want to piss each other off. Yeah. Like, oh, we went and saw Mad Max. So it wasn't very good. And it's like, no, I... You probably liked it. You're just saying you didn't like
1: it cuz Yeah. I hate I hate that the like well the wife wants me to blah blah. Like just don't. Yeah. If you you know, you could just well, we say I don't like it, but she likes it. We yeah. see a lot of a lot of, of a lot of
0: like miserable looking dudes coming in yeah. to see <laughs>
1: rom-coms. at
0: a youth or something and Yeah. Well, there, the, the, I remember the opposite of that is
2: there is the the guy either in a new relationship or on a date with a girl and not to be I don't know if it's chauvinistic but it'll be, I remember specifically uh, The Last Unicorn. And we did very well, like, four or five years ago screening The Last Unicorn. And there was maybe, like, you know, over 100 people in here. Yeah. But it was, like, 50 or 60 couples.
1: Yeah. In which,
2: to a couple, you could almost tell that it was the girl dragging the guy. Yeah and the sometimes gu- it's like, a pleasant
1: surprise the yeah. dude ends up like happy that he came oh, to yeah. this thing that he normally wouldn't come to but oftentimes it's like you get an eye roll as they're walking yeah. out the door and you're like oh I'm sorry
2: yeah but I joke that that Gwen doesn't have to pretend to like me anymore so in the early days like I dragged her to like Blair Witch or stuff like that that we screened here and I, I remember being like oh you don't have to come it's okay. and oh I'll go but now she's like, God, no! I'm not going to see that. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up dragging her though. My friend John and I dragged her to Babadook, yeah. and she was pleasantly surprised because yeah. it was she really liked it. But, but same thing, vice versa. Like if, if like I have yet to read most of the Harry Potter books, and I'm not saying I never will. But there's just so many other books I want to read that is kind of low on the totem pole, yeah. you know. So, but it's the same with films. Like there's not. Everything we can't all agree everything all the time, and even around here there'll be stuff where, where our super fans Brad and Ann Ann'll say she didn't like something, and I'll be like, oh, I liked it a lot, or vice yeah. versa, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, where are we now? Are we running out of time yet? I haven't
0: kept it. You oh, we got a bit of time like
2: left. Okay, should we talk about stuff coming up? Yeah. We can. I'm gonna uh, sound effects.
1: Robin Williams time. is coming up.
2: Oh man! So this Friday we're screening a Robin Williams movie and a Chris Farley documentary. Yeah. I didn't realize that until a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So. A bit of a bittersweet Friday. Day. Yeah. Uh, the Chris Farley documentary is just called "I Am Chris Farley," and it's very much a a loving tribute. I don't think they delve too much into kind of the darker side of Chris. Uh, it's more of like
0: a warm tribute.
2: Yeah, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bunch of clips and a bunch of talented people talking about him.
1: Yeah, I like them.
2: Even just the trailer. I'm a, I'm a sap, so even the trailer I was getting a bit choked up, you know, because it's like. Bob Odenkirk and Chris Rock and and uh, Lord Saget. Michaels. Bob Saget, all these people talking about <laughs> Danny him.
0: Danny Tanner.
2: Yeah. Uh, so we have that. And then Boulevard is Robin Williams. Is it his last film?
1: So I'm reading that it's not his last film because he also worked on, like, Night at the Museum something or other. That edit. came
0: out already. Apparently, well, they... Yeah, but I think he worked
1: one? on it afterwards. Okay, kind
0: of yeah. They're <clears throat> calling it his final dramatic performance. Yeah. but Actors
2: like that are so prolific... They always yeah. end up having two or three films after they've passed away yeah. come out. Yeah, so I
1: think there's a couple of... At least a couple of scenes for a couple of other movies that were shot after Boulevard was completed, yeah. but, um, I mean, it might as well be his last movie, I guess.
2: Yeah, so so that's... Man, it's, it's... it's I admit, I don't know if I feel... In the trailer, it says, in his final dramatic role, yeah. and I'm like, oh, guys, I don't know if that's cool to don't slap that. that on yeah. there, you know? Um, but, you know, Robin Williams is...
1: It's going to be so comforting to hear his voice. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I was listening to... Which podcast? A Nerdist podcast? No, a Comedy Bang Bang podcast talking with Bobcat Goldwaith, who was his best friend. And he was talking about that year, that happening, and that he had worked with him a couple times and that the big thing... And I remember remember the Letterman episode. And Letterman, like, knew him Mm
0: -hmm. back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when they were kids.
2: And he said, the biggest the biggest thing that made him sad is that he kept in touch with Robin and they saw each other and he'd be on the show a couple times a year and he just didn't know, you know? And that's the saddest thing about this kind of of, of depression is that just be... And I hate the argument of like, oh, he was talented and successful and rich. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Yeah. That's
1: not the point. You can have everything but still feel like you're missing something.
2: Yeah, so it'll be nice to have another Robin Williams film because I remember, man, when I was younger, it was like... The heyday when it was like Fisher King, Good Morning Vietnam, wow. uh, Baron Munchausen, Aladdin, like all, like just that role that he went. And any any actor has career up and downs, and but that was really kind of the peak of Robin Williams. Yeah. And uh, I remember being a really little kid and seeing a rerun of his Happy Days episode where he was on <laughs> as Mork. Mork, yeah. And even as a kid, I remember being like, well, this seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like back in the 70s, they were just like, We will force on a character that doesn't make any sense so we can have an excuse to spin it off into another show. Anything, yeah. But, yeah, so Chris Farley, Ron Williams Boulevard, this Friday, uh, August 21st. Uh, And then another documentary called Cartel Land.
1: Oh, and that's coming up the following week. Oh,
2: sorry, yeah, I'm just reading the paper. So that's a week from from Um, now.
1: So we've got uh, repeat performances of Testament of Youth and Irrational Man.
2: And Testament of Youth is the uh, war biopic Vera Brittain, which is an interesting, I've only learned this thanks to the Mayfair, but it was somebody who who wrote a bunch of journals and then those journals sat unfound until like 10 years ago or? Is
1: this like a second journal central movie? What was the other, well I think Swiss Francaise was the yeah. other one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Where it's like a, a, women, a different author, Women
0: During World War II. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like a feminist
2: war romance biopic. But it's really interesting. But yeah, so holding that over for a second week and holding over Woody Allen's Irrational Man for a second week. Um, and I won't say anything about Irrational Man, but all I will say is I'm glad I saw it before I worked a couple shifts because, man, there's just audible, lots of audible spoilers <laughs> yeah. if you're in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it it is kind
0: of a a crime genre dark comedy. I, I liked it. It's not getting the greatest reviews. I liked but it too. I I, uh, I enjoyed it. Especially the and Emma Stone's really great and yeah. um, uh, what's her name Parker Posey. Parker Posey, who is it's shocking,
1: Always amazing. Mm-hmm. Shocking
0: that he, it took her a couple decades to get into a Woody Allen film. Yeah, I'm it's surprised like, it
1: didn't happen earlier. Yeah, yeah I really like her it's film.
0: like it's easy to think that maybe she already did one, but yeah. she hasn't. She yeah, seems like true. she'd be like a like a like a. Uh,
1: Cast members, yeah, like who, yeah, who's been
2: in like like a dozen of them or something. Um, and then this Friday night, again, uh, uh August 21st, we'll have our third round of Apocalypse POW, mm-hmm. which are secret 80s B movies.
0: Uh, yeah, from Italy or the Philippines. We're or? not
1: announcing the titles no. at all. Eh? Well, people, secret.
0: a couple of people, I think, are getting annoyed because we're, we're not. Yeah. They they want yeah. us to say what last week's film was and the week yeah. before that because
1: that happened with cinema all the time because people would go and put them online.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Like, there's one person uh, on Facebook. Uh, he might be listening, and he's like, yeah. "What well, what was last week's film?" And I am like, "It's it's a secret. Secret. It's yes. always a secret. You gotta find. It's like a secret club. You gotta find. You gotta show up to find out what we're playing." Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, and I and I've said it before too. It's like, well, you
2: know we're.
0: I think I said it last week or a couple weeks ago. like like,
2: you're not going to show up and it's going to be, you know, a Jean-Luc Godard film. Like, it's it's going to be an 80s, you know, yeah. bad film. And I said, really, if you're concerned about coming and, and not liking the movie, it'd be a good excuse to come and just watch the 9 o'clock or 9.30 movie, and then if you don't like this one, you can go home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it, it's... it's uh, Which happens a lot. People will hunker down for the evening.
2: Holy cow, it was... A couple Fridays ago, Gwen and I came to see, I think, Irrational Man. And Brad and Ann were coming for three films. They were coming for Irrational Man, whatever was after it, and the Apocalypse Pow movie. So they were staying for for a triple bill. And in in that case, because Brad was just nicely asking in the building, I walked up to the projection booth and saw what it was and then whispered to him what it was. (laughs) So in that case, you could probably find out if you're coming to the movie. But we're not going to make it... Public because it's it's a private function. Yeah, we're not selling tickets. It's, it's members only. Members. Yeah, so it's it's uh, that's kind of the shtick.
0: And I can't imagine people getting that frustrated about it because it's it's. Well, I think you know, a lot of people who who are familiar with these types of films are worried that it's going to be a movie of that type that they hate, right? Or that they've already seen like fifty times. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I told them if they're concerned about that, they can just come see Turbo Kid
2: and know what they're coming to see. Yeah. And it's a tribute to that genre and they don't have to worry about the surprise. They'll yeah. have a book kid, or like they could have come to see uh, Wormwood or they, you know, that they, we, we show enough on occasion, weird genre films. We that, tell you like, enough of what we're showing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, the third of four weeks. And then, so we have one more of those coming up next week. And then, as I said, cartel land, which is red, cause it's on our, our, our flyer. Um, Watch the trailer for that. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's like, talk about dangerous documentary filmmaking. It's like bullets flying and behind enemy lines. It just looks like,
1: terrifying. And, yeah. and that starts on the 28th.
0: Yeah. And, was there something else the 28th?
1: Um, um, there, well,
0: is, there's, I think uh, Turbo Kid is the 28th. Turbo Kid's the well. 28th. And then the 29th is reality from the director of Rubber. Of Rubber, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, Turbo has been getting a lot. I always, it's always appreciative when the, the
2: distributor and the filmmakers behind a small film
1: talk about it, talk a lot. about
2: it on social media. And the it was either the director or the distributor said, "When you guys have it on the marquee, please take a photo for us because we're we're making a, a collage collection." And I was like, "We can do that."
1: That's cool. So
2: they're gonna they'll probably put it on their website. And I
1: wish like the big distributors would do stuff like that too, like yeah. pay attention to where their movies are playing. And well, like
2: it, it was. Um, I always love it. It was uh, Legends of Ska. They were oh, doing yeah. some some Twitter stuff. And it was like this beautiful L.A. theater and this beautiful uh, New York theater and this cool little kind of like indie looking, uh, um, I think in like South American theater and somewhere in the U.K. and then like us. And it was just photos of all the theaters, oh, right? cool. And it was like here's some theaters that are premiering it in the next couple weeks. And just that little extra effort is, is very fun. It kind of gets attention of our social media fans yeah. and, and theirs. And it's easy to do. And and so Turbo has been doing that all over the place yeah. of, of kind of counting down and looking forward to coming to the nation's capital and all that kind of stuff. And and, and that's really fun because that's coming hot off the heels of being at Fantasia like a month ago. And sometimes it takes a lot longer for those films to roll around to us, if at all. Um, so it's, it's cool to get one of these genre films in very fast. So if you missed it, Fantasia, you
0: can come see it here. Yeah. Sort of like a, looks sort of reminiscent of Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. But with kids in it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool. So is that, should we uh,
2: wrap it up? Are we coming up to the end here? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Um, We'll be back next week. You can find us on every single social media platform. Mayfairtheatre.ca. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Everywhere. Easy to to find. (laughs) Yep. So you can go to uh, audible.com Mayfair slash mayfairtheaterpodcast and you can get a free audiobook download. Free audiobook. You, can downlo- you can download you um, can download the Chris Farley audiobook. Oh yeah, the, do the, that. The story of Chris Farley. Who does is thanks. that his brother? Did his brother write that? Uh, I don't know. It's it's mm-hmm. like I think it might be sort of an oral okay. history of yeah. his life and career. It's called the Chris Farley Show. Cool. So go listen to the Chris yeah. Farley book, and then come watch Chris Farley. The movie. Okay. Thanks, everybody.
2: See you later.
1: Bye.
2: Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.